Welcome to Slayer Fest 98. I'm Jason Sully. I'm Kimberly Ann Southwick. And I am Zachary Patton Garcia. And I'm Ian Carlos Crawford. Hello, we're here to talk today about the Angel Season 1 episode, Bachelor Party, and I wanted to have uh, the three of you for this because uh, Jason and Kim, I've been to both of your uh, Bachelor slash Bachelorette parties, and uh, yeah, I figured to make it a little like all three of my IRL friends for this. Aww. We're just recently IRL friends now, though. Aww. Does this does this <laughs> count? Yeah, it counts, because you're... I, <laughs> weirdly, I... The only other... Well, no, that's not true. Okay. I've met Gabe and Ryan, but I've never met, like, Dana in person, and she's co-hosted Slayerfest for a oh, long really? time. I figured, yeah, yeah, I figured you would have already by now. Yeah, Dana's, like... I think Dana's one of the ones that's co-hosted the longest that I've never met. Mm. Ah, yeah. shit, did I say 98? I think... <laughs> I thought you said 97 and 98. Oh, shit. I did say no, no, I don't know if you said 97. I was just joking around. I I, I think I I feel like we're I feel like we're too far gone. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I I, now I'm like, no, I I think you said 98. Did you? I don't know. Uh, Ashley, keep that in. <laughs> um, so, okay. So, uh, Jason, what did you think overall of this episode? Just like a quick little. Oh my God. I, I mean, I am, I am a sucker for like, you know, TV sappy, like love stories. And and by this time, it's just like, yeah, Doyle and Cordelia would be cool. But that's all it was like, and it, it, this, this could, this episode could have been two minutes long. <laughs> oh yes. Yeah. Like this is, this is, I feel like this to me is like where they just did not have traction yet in the season. Like, this is why season one is rough. And this is a good episode to go with on oh, why. Zach? I don't think it's a bad episode, though. I do think it's like a two-minute episode when I think <laughs> on it. Like, it's it's very <laughs> quick flash in my mind. And there's, like, clearly a couple things they're just really trying to set up with this episode, right? They're trying to set up the Doyle-Cordelia thing. They're trying to progress that a little bit. And then they're going to do the, uh, the the Buffy flash at the end, right, to set mm-hmm. up the next one. Um other than that, I mean, it was cute. It was cute. I give it like a, my husband asked me what I would rate it because he just watched it with me. And I, I said maybe like a three out of five. All right. That's fair. Uh, Kim? I don't know. I feel like I liked it a little more than y'all. But also, I also feel very critical of certain aspects of the episode. Like, we'll talk about the misogyny. And it did feel like as soon as Doyle signed the papers, the episode could be over. So, like, you knew mm-hmm. there was some sort of catch. I felt like it was lacking, like, an interesting B-plot. Something to like keep it afloat. Yeah. Know? I feel like, I don't know, Kim, if you've, I feel like that's kind of been an issue with a lot of these episodes that like they maybe need like a B or a C plot or like the reason I do, I, so I, I think this is a fun episode. I think season one is rough in general. And some of these episodes, you know, like I fall to pieces, which Kim, you and Kim and Zach, you were both on for. It's like, I don't know. There's a lot of like, they don't really know what they're doing with the show. They give it like this month. I like that this at least had something to do with the characters, like this, like quote unquote monster of the week. And I, for me, I'm like, I love a, like I'm a sucker for like, Ooh, exes who are friends or maybe have a complicated relationship. Um, so I liked Doyle having this wife slash ex wife that like he still cared for, but they don't really talk. And I would have liked that her to be a character that maybe pops up. Yeah, there was some really good character development overall in this episode. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, Cordy just keeps getting better and better. Like, right. you know, we learned some <laughs> stuff about Doyle. Angel's still handsome and brooding. So, you know, <laughs> I, I feel like there's there's some good stuff going on here. But, like, they just, they haven't figured out 
yet how to keep our interest throughout the episode. You can't just give us Monster of the Week. You can't just give us character development. You can't just give us Kate. Nobody cares about Kate except me. I do agree that it needed to be a, a B plot, right? It just I that now that you say that that's I think that's why it feels like a 2 minute episode is that there's not all the characters are kind of intertwined in this one plot and it does it's like do you, does it work for an hour? I don't know, you know. Well, and so okay, mm-hmm. so to get into the episode, it is weird the pacing is a little weird, right? Cuz we get the the whole like before the credits is like Cordelia's talking about a date she's going on and then the date like gets there and angel's kind of like a weird dad about talking to the guy uh (laughs) and like right and like and then we get the like the buffy's which is clearly a headshot from like season two (laughs) buffy's press photo falls out of angel's book (laughs) (laughs) like it very much looks like a headshot (laughs) yeah he cut cut that from an entertainment weekly magazine (laughs) (laughs) um and like all of that is like kind of weird right we don't really need that or that could have been a b-plot Cordelia's going on dates right i would have i would have taken that as a b-plot like she's going on dates with guys that she finds boring and that leads her to be like maybe i do like doyle yeah like um, it's like a setup like we're supposed to care about doyle caring about his masculinity or something you know right and obviously like the will they or won't they with cordy and doyle we're also supposed to care about that because of it but yeah it just it seemed like just a setup for that yeah yeah doesn't the whole episode feel like one of those one of those i don't know if you if you want to impress a girl that you like and so you hire people to say really nice things about you <laughs> you know <laughs> That's what the whole episode feels like <laughs> yeah things you and i have done zach right to impress a I girl. Guess. <laughs> I, yeah 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 we, all the girls we impress <laughs> also like Doyle's reaction to seeing Buffy's photo and he's like oh is she your old squeeze how does she feel about Irish men and it's like oh uh, I know <laughs> I, I just I can't I can't <laughs> it was very weird um, but then he gets a vision of a vampire's nest delivers the line of like oh everyone's got a dinner date but them post credits we see Cordy is very bored uh, Kim I wanted to I feel like this is like a date I could see you having gone on in New York with like <laughs> Some guy who's like, ooh, she's pretty and smart. And then, like, you have nothing in common. And he's just, like, this dumb, like, rich bro. Oh, I wish. Take me <laughs> out and treat me, daddy. <laughs> no, but yes, I mean, I can imagine. I have a, a rich friend who's taken me to dinner sometimes, but those weren't dates. Uh, mm-hmm. And he talks about the stock market. And I'm like, hmm <laughs> So, I mean, I've been there, just not, just not on a date. I had to pay for myself. Even though he's rich. Ow. Yeah. Ugh. I know, right? Sometimes he pays for me. Anyway. <laughs> Nothing wrong with it. Is Cordelia Chase going on a date with Elon Musk? Right? <laughs> Would she do that? <laughs> this guy is like really excited about, about the stock market in a way that I feel like people today are excited about like NFTs and like Bitcoin. Or oh, yeah. So, yeah, I feel like that, oh, yeah. Yeah, people today can probably really do <gasps> that. We need a whole ass like new scene. Of Cordelia Chase trying to either explain NFTs and like Bitcoin or being explained <laughs> NFTs and Bitcoin. I feel like her responses to this this generation would be gold, comedy gold. Oh yeah. 
Yeah, now I want that scene of a guy talking about Bitcoins to Cordelia and her just being like, oh, fuck, damn it. She just pulls out a 20. She's like, this is all the currency I know. Yeah. <laughs> um, so she's bored on this date. Uh, and then we cut to Angel and Doyle in the vamp's nest, which Jason, as someone who went to stunt school, I like the way the, the, the brawls are choreographed in this episode. It's It's not bad. I feel like there's too much waiting time. Mm. But yeah. Sure. Because it's shot with like, I forget what the hell you call that. Exactly. It's like, it's always shot with just like a straight frame and they're coming in and out of the frame. Mm -hmm. Is there a name for that, Zach? Just, uh, I I honestly wasn't paying attention to how it was shot. So I (laughs) don't remember. I know exactly the scene. I just watched it, but I don't remember how it was shot. That's fair. I like how they were like dirty punk rock vampires. Like not like pop punk clean boys like Doyle, but dirty yucky punks from the, I guess- Late nineties. Yeah, I also love that it was a nest of vampires. That felt very classic for this this sort of right? world. You know, it I felt like, like something a little like throwback. That. Yeah, <laughs> and I don't, I don't feel like we get a lot of that with Angel either. Like in general, we don't get a lot of him. You know, like that's something Buffy would do, but like mm-hmm. that's easy for her. But we don't get a lot of like Angel doing that. Yeah. So they like whatever we we get the kind of so the things we're setting up in this beginning are like, oh, Doyle saw a picture of Buffy, so he will recognize her for his flash later. And then we get Angel telling him, like, why don't you demon out? Which I still don't quite understand, like, what the difference is. Is that like they get stronger when they put on their demon faces? Yeah, I think Angel specifically says, like, it makes you stronger when he mm-hmm. accuses him of not doing it. And Doyle says that, like, he just doesn't like it. Um, it's not his style, whatever. We see that the one vampire survived. So Cordy's coming home from her. God, all this, now that I'm explaining it, I didn't, I don't dislike this episode, but it is like a very clunky, right? Yeah, here's, here's what I think about uh, this whole start of the episode. It's like, it's almost like the first time setting up like an episode or something. Like you could talk this through instead of just like doing a whole, because it seemed like, it made it seem like this episode wasn't what it was going to be. Yeah. You know, yeah. we wasted like a quarter of of time for for a terrible setup. So I'm not I'm not. OK, I'll, I'll disagree a little bit. I don't know if I <laughs> super hate this setup because I think we're getting little little points here and there. Right. I think this episode more drags for me when when Harriet comes in. <laughs> I like cannot stand <laughs> yeah, I mean, when she's on the damn screen. Like every time she starts talking to somebody or trying to make friends with Cordelia, like it just it's it's I'm sitting there. I'm waiting. I like go from my notes app to to Twitter just for a second, you know, um, but this stuff I'm OK with. Like, oh, so so Cordelia comes home from the date. Right. And she is in this convertible with the guy and the vampire comes up and uh, and and he the, her date gets freaked out and like speeds off without her. And this front stoop fight between Doyle and the vampire is pretty damn good. It looks more expensive than a fight Buffy has ever had. Um, <laughs> the vampire even like flies a little bit at one point. Yeah. <laughs> I like his shoe. And I, I like that. Got, like, Did those, you say like, you like his shoes? Yeah, he's got those like fire shoes. I used to have those shoes. <laughs> I'm, like, the daily. Oh, I wish I would have noticed that detail. Kim, wait. Yes, you're right. Because I did notice that. And when we saw the shoes, I was like, wait, are those Doyle's or his shoes? Because they're very I love those shoes. shoes. And Doyle's very yeah. spot. Like sometimes, like, you know, he's going to break out in like. He does have that vibe. Yeah. yeah. I, I didn't even think about that. Yep. That's what I, it is. Kim and Jason are the sole reasons I've ever been to ska shows. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I had those shoes. He had like the like uh, 
you know, the boot type of them. I had them in mm-hmm. orange, like the vampire did. I also had them in black glitter. And if anyone knows how to get those like Delia's fire shoes today, <laughs> let me know. eBay. <laughs> Now I know what I can get you for Christmas, Jim. I feel like you and Summer both, you and Summer Bishel have both talked about how the fashion is so dated in this, but like it's coming back kind of, and you're both ready for that. I was never ready for the fire <laughs> shoes to go away. They just like the the top flappy part flapped off from the bottom part. So I can't go to fashion <laughs> sure. shows anymore. You're not cool anymore. Yeah. So, and also like the fight, it feels like Doyle, I mean, I get, we get like later him like, rehashing what he said but it is very what he's like ah you came for me and he's got like the arrow and i was a little like all right but like we know cordelia can also stake a vampire like it was that was annoying right 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 (laughs) okay don't tell me that cordelia is just being flung to the ground like she's in that that season three episode where she's wearing the blue dress i no, no no (laughs) she's a vampire slayer at this point right (laughs) she knows what she has to do yeah, like I feel like this vampire is like bigger than other vampires, though. So like I could, mm. and she's sort of maybe thinking that she's going to get some help, and then doesn't get some help. So there's like I could see her being in the situation she she winds up in. I just mm. don't see her not doing any sort of Cordelia thing, like stepping on a foot or maybe like elbowing in a rib or something like that. Yeah, like I her? feel like it was just it was. Oh, she does bite yeah. him. You know what she does? She does bite him. I take it back. I take it back. <laughs> Well, I more meant like when the vamp is on top of Doyle and she's just kind of right. walking. And I'm like, all right, you pick up the arrow and stake him. You know how to stake a vampire. Yeah, you like, got this. But, uh, no, yeah. he's a demon. He can handle himself. He's fine. <laughs> Doyle's okay. She knows that. Uh, she doesn't know he's a demon, remember? She doesn't know. <laughs> Does she not know yet? I, I no. I've come a couple episodes back. yeah no she doesn't i don't think she learns until his last episode that's when she learns he's a demon what the fuck okay yeah Hmm. (laughs) so see here's the thing about this like i liked how it started off with all the action and stuff and i was just like like with the with the bigger vampires like oh this could you could draw this out to an episode like maybe this bigger vampire has a bunch of nests and like you know this is you know yeah but no it was just like that's it there we are that that that's that's another thing with the weird pacing because yeah it's kind of like ooh we're setting this vampire up and then he's dead in the next scene and it's like all right why do we bother like huh. yeah well, why do we do that <laughs> um, but I I agree that could have been a cool B plot um you know maybe that's Cordelia's plot is this vampire you know gets her and her and Harry have to fight the vampire I don't know but then we cut to uh, like I guess the next day and Cordelia is um, kind of ranting to Angel and I really felt like. This, I was like, oh God, the three of them. This is like me talking to any of the three of you about a guy that I have a crush on. (laughs) Does the episode pass the Bechdel test? F on the Bechdel (laughs) test. (laughs) But like, right, because she's just like, she's basically just saying her like stream of consciousness thoughts. Angel's not really saying anything. And she's like, you're right. This is what we should do. And he like didn't say anything. (laughs) Angel is so checked out this episode. He is not. (laughs) He was wanting a personal day. Okay. (laughs) He really was. <laughs> he really, he really was like, yeah, you do you. I don't I, care. Oh, Cordy calls uh, Doyle uh, some badly dressed superhero. Speaking of clothes, <laughs> <laughs> I love that she mentioned Xander, and it was like after Xander, yes. I promised myself no more fixer uppers. Yeah, totally. There you go. <laughs> um, quick, Kim, do you think Doyle's better than Xander or no? Yes, hard because yes. I do too. Mm-hmm. Right. Right, yeah. yeah. Like, he didn't have time I mean, to the get bar's pretty low. <laughs> yeah. Like, 
Doyle's like messy, but in like a not like a shitty guy way, just in like a more emotional way. I mean, there's some, and we'll talk about it. There's some misogyny in this episode. That's twice now I've mentioned it without being specific coming from Doyle's part. But I feel like that's like Xander's misogyny is like partially Xander's fault. And Doyle's misogyny is like the patriarchy's fault and like a little bit less Doyle's fault. Question mark. That's how I feel. That's fair. Hmm. That's fair. Cool. I can't uh, wait for the part. I'm excited. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm like, get to it. Let's hear it. <laughs> Cordelia says she like needs to take Doyle out for a mocha chino, which I thought was like such a like. Just hearing that is so dated, right? Like, I, it really is. Like, <laughs> I don't, I don't think that's a thing, right? Right. Or at least it's not called that anymore. I was wondering that. I was like, God, what do they call that in the cafe? Like, what's a mocha Frapp- chino now? Frappuccino. Those still. That's what I was thinking. I don't know. I don't know, but. So in walks Harry. Um, I Zach, you didn't like her. I liked her. I loved her. I hair. don't like Harriet. I did <laughs> like her hair very much. I love a, I love a, a curly mane, but she was just. I don't like that she came into his space and started getting confrontational with him. I mm. I hate I hate when they when when we have like a couple or a, a, a uh, an estranged like spouse or girlfriend or whatever come in and you know. Or a boyfriend, and they all, all automatically start getting confrontational, you know, because um, they they hadn't talked to each other for a long time, right? Yeah, and so that's, Zach, that's funny. That reminds me of that was like the same thing you said about uh, Robin Wood when he's in like the first time he's going through Buffy's house. I just think I, I I'm very like I've had experiences where people have come into my space acting like they can, you know. Do whatever, mm. and I don't. I don't like that. So Harriet gets a B minus for me there. But <laughs> he learned that Harriet is his estranged wife that he's still married yeah. to. While he was speaking to Cordelia about, you know, Cordelia's coming around to him, maybe not being too fair to him. Is what she said. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just. I. This is one of those scenes that I'm just like. <sighs> Like, obviously, we know you need, you need to mess with the timing, but I'm just sitting there. I'm like, this whole thing could have been an email. Or at the time, just send him to the divorce papers. Why? We'll just send him the d- divorce papers. We're supposed to, you know, Jason, Jason, we are supposed to be like, Doyle has a wife? Oh, this breaks my heart. How could he have a wife when he is supposed to be in love with Cordelia? What is happening? Also, the theme that has been set up so far is like bland dudes who are rich. And that's just a really boring theme. Like Pierce, bland dude who is rich. Richard, bland dude who is rich. I'm like, can we come up with a better theme here? Can we talk about Richard for a second? Enter Richard. Okay. I felt like Annie Wilkes in misery. I stood up. (laughs) I said, have you all got amnesia? Like he already played cockadoody Ken. This is Ken in LA, and he's his name is Richard. Are you fucking kidding me? I kept writing his name down as Ken and being like, "Oh, oh wait, that's not I did not write Richard a single time. This is Ken. You're not going to tell me. You're not going to bring him in the same exact way. You're not going to have him in LA." He's very memorable. His face yes. like struck me instantly. You can't like pass him off as like, you know, the vampire from season one and then the judge, you know, right. it doesn't work yeah. like that. Yeah. I, I, that's funny. I was going to ask you guys, cause I know like, well, me and you both Zach are like crazy Buffy people, but like Kim and Jason, did you recognize this man? He was in Buffy. Right? I thought yes. that I was just like, I know this face. Like <laughs> I thought that I was like, he was in something else. I'm glad um you said that because I was like, what was he like? Kim, did you recognize him? Nope. Okay. So he plays <laughs> Ken the do they have a name for the I forget 
what they are, right, Zach? The Mormon Hellscape Pastor. I don't know. The, uh, <laughs> yeah, the yeah. demon. <laughs> He's like the youth pastor kind of demony guy who like takes the kids in the season three premiere, Anne of Buffy. He's like brings them to that underground, whatever, and then they age up and die. Okay. Um, and Buffy has to go and like chase them all. In season three? Yeah, season the, three. Premiere. Season three, episode one. That is a significant episode yes. in Buffy history. And so he Oh, became, I remember that episode because yeah. I was like, yeah. how's how you gonna get out of this? So then he became like a significant guy just from one episode that I would, at least for me, I would remember him. So y'all can't just bring him in <laughs> again in the same freaking city and act like he's somebody Richard. Richard. Right. <laughs> acting exactly like Ken, by the way. Yeah. This is the exact same character. Like, at least put a mustache on him. <laughs> Just a mustache that have been fine, Jason. Exactly. But the, he's the exact... He even has a family dinner scene at one point, which is my favorite, by by the way. Um, but this is the exact same freaking character. Right. So, right, Zach, I was thinking that. I was like, they really could have just named him Ken and been like, yeah, sure. And, like, when he turns into demon face, it's the demon face from... I feel like maybe they thought that was too ridiculous, but I don't think it would have been. It would have been the perfect amount of just like, he would have been a fun one to pop up a couple times throughout both series, however he needed to, because I just think he, I like the actor and I think he did good as as Ken. Yeah. Yeah. And he has, um, fun fact, he has an arc on Seinfeld as a a pool Mm. guy that Jerry gets fired by accident. Um, Because I always, he like, that's his acting style is like the upbeat, like peppy guy. And he's like, Upbeat and peppy, yep. but also like crazy on Seinfeld. Um, the upbeat peppy guy with the pool. He's totally just <laughs> like he could be on Seinfeld and be like a, a you know, comedic right? character. I mean, they're all comedic, like a, you know, someone that they're making yeah. like for sure. Or like someone yeah, that yeah. Uh, um, Eileen like dates. What's her name? Is her name Eileen? Elaine. Elaine. Elaine, Kim. <laughs> I love Seinfeld. I'm sorry. Don't worry. I once sent Zach a clip of it. and was like, this is us to talking about ideas and it's Elaine and George. Like, I don't and know like, what the hell you're talking about. Ian. What is this? this is, I was like, oh, God. This? <laughs> this is Leave it to Beaver. What, what am I watching here? Um, this guy, though, Ken, he's got a mark on his cheek, so he's recognizable. Yes. He's already got like a little instant you know well, you'll never forget him after this episode ken and uh, uh yeah you'll never forget ken we're not we're not gonna call him richard and like uh tom lang told me that the rule was you could play a character again if you wore makeup the first if you wore like demon makeup the first time or if you were human and then you wore demon makeup the second time mm-hmm. but like they played fast and loose with that rule because like yeah this guy and like the woman who played Hellfreck, i guess we never see her out of her like no we do see her out of her demon makeup so that's kind of why they just made it the same character. But like, yeah, I, but whatever. So we meet this guy. He's like all super nice. The thing I do love is when he's like, oh, I shouldn't have said that we were getting married. And Cordelia sits down and she's like, no, go on. Because she's like loving the gossip. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Angel's like, all right, we should go. We find out Doyle needs to sign the divorce papers, blah, blah, blah. We cut to Doyle. And this is like, yeah. Talking now, I'm talking with you guys. I'm like, yeah, this pacing's weird because then we cut to Angel and Doyle in like his basement apartment drinking, and like I forget how they even get. I just say like Doyle asks Angel to follow the guy, and Angel agrees, but says not to tell Cordelia because she'll want to charge. Oh, I remember how they get there. Yes, okay, Kim. She's got the script. <laughs> Patriarchal misogyny. Oh, Doyle's like <laughs> Doyle's like, oh, it's my duty to watch over her. I'm the man. Oh, that's sort of bullshit. That's and like, I mean, oh, oh, 
So yeah, Angel follows them because of that. <laughs> do we know that they own the restaurant at this point, the demons? I don't know that we do. No, we don't, do I don't think. Right. So Angel's kind of following him, and then we get the scene of him turning into his demon face, Ken, and it's like very red and devilly looking, and he picks up a knife. Angel jumps through the window, and then we learn what, Zachary? Uh, that they... That- I don't know. What, what were we talking about just now? So I, I understand what scene we're at, but like... An angel slugs him. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, so Harry is an ethnodemonologist and knows yes. that Richard slash... That's what you're talking about. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so we, we learn that she knows that he's a demon. Um, we learn that she... Well, it's, it's like Doyle kind of like did tell the story correctly, but like left out some parts, right? Because she says like she did freak when she found out Doyle was part demon, but then she changed her mind and started studying them and Doyle couldn't accept himself, which, you know, that's kind of like that's been like a little undercurrent of a line throughout the season so far, right? Doyle never mm. he like rarely ever turns into his demon face. Um, and we got the reminder at the top of the episode that even when he's in a fight, he doesn't like to. So I feel like that tracks. And I kind of almost, thinking about like what we were talking about with the vampire could have been a B-plot, I almost would have liked if this demon clan was peaceful and the B-plot like was the vampire and then the vampire attacks the bachelor party and then everyone's right, like add a little more. Like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like right at the scene that we're talking about after Harry's talking about being an ethnodemonologist and Doyle's got like, I mean, a pretty character building line where he says like that she didn't leave because of the demon in me. She left because of me. Like he realizes that he's the one that couldn't accept himself. She wasn't just like, you know, kind of playing along, trying to get him to feel better about himself. This is where he's like, I'm going to sign the papers now. And it's like, oh, okay, end of episode. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> Done. You did it. The is like thrown out the window. All of our conflict and resolution has been resolved. Like we are starting over with like a completely <laughs> new conflict here when we get to the, the catch, you know, with the bachelor party, yeah. the, the name of the episode. So I, I have to add something for the scene before we pass it. Like when they when we find out that that she studies demons and stuff. Mm. I I knew like going into Angel that Angel was gonna have a squad. And I, and I was like in the beginning in this first season, I'm like, all right, I'm you know I'm, I'm waiting for people to assemble a squad. I honestly thought they were going to keep her when I first watched this. You know, as kind of like a watcher esque person. That would have been so then- bad. <laughs> uh, they could they could have built her up for me though. That's okay. But it I just did, they did. doesn't it seem like that that's what they're gonna do this season is 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 like bring people in that they keep you know getting rid of. Yeah, right. And and that's what I was waiting for because I knew that the one thing I knew going into Angel is that he's gonna have like a squad. You know, so I was I kept like thinking, oh, is this person gonna be? Is this person should I start liking this person? <laughs> but he seemed so interested that she studied demons that I was just like, oh, sweet. So she's gonna be. Yeah. Like our, our watcher, like researcher person. But yeah. yeah. Jim? Oh, yeah. I was going to say, I, th- I, ca- I, I knew it wasn't the case because I'd seen Angel before, but I was like, oh, like, why didn't they keep her around? Yeah. Right. And like, I, it feels like the, the, this is always my problem with one off where everything's a one off is that like, I'm always like, well, what character should I care about? Like, Kate, we have to see a bunch of times, but like, <laughs> this lady, <laughs> we don't. And like, <laughs> Even the the woman in the first episode, right? Like uh, Jason and Zach, we talked about. She was yeah. actually pretty good. Yeah. Well, they don't. They they they're, yeah. They're not going to give somebody for Cordy to compete with, right? It's kind of that whole thing is that you don't right. want your 
um, or that's that's how I'm assuming they're setting this show up is they want Cordelia to be the one girl, right? Right. And yeah. Surrounded by a bunch of guys, and so even Kate is not coming into Cordelia's space, even though I think Cordelia needs some more women to work off of. God, all of yeah. these freaking, all these dudes are so boring. <laughs> like <laughs> she, she needed. I, I would have been fine with Harriet just for Cordelia to have somebody else to talk to. <laughs> I mean, right, Cordelia, like we get, it's so funny because we do get, there's like a friend that she mentions a bunch that mm-hmm. we only meet, I think, twice ever. Um, and one it's of them is- more than we've ever the, met Janice. That, <laughs> wait, who the hell's Janice? And uh, Dawn's friend, okay? Oh, the, the, right, the, right, one, right. the one that we meet, yeah. Uh, Cordelia needs friends, man. Yeah. So he found out she, that she studies demons. <laughs> we blah, blah, blah. She tells Angel the real story. Oh, right. The episode has been restarted and uh, Doyle and Cordy are about to be invited to some bachelor parties. Right. Yes. How many scenes do they use Angel as a prop for just like a for every character to talk to for a moment? Yeah, and like, and he doesn't give anything back. <laughs> nothing, nothing, nothing. It's handsomeness. Well, it's enough sometimes. There's a lot of Angel being a background actor. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't know if, if he was just moody filming this episode or if that was just the way he was written today. <laughs> that day he was like uh no i don't i'm not doing a lot of scenes today he's like cut my fucking lines man (laughs) i'm hungover um (laughs) so yeah they get they get invited and you're right it really is like this is the reset of the episode and then now this is the plot of the episode um because then right after he signs the papers cordelia is invited to harry's bachelorette party he's invited to the bachelor party we cut to uh the scene that zach you said you really liked yes is Is this the family dinner Okay, uh-huh. this is my favorite scene of the freaking this <laughs> wacky ass uh, family friendly KFC commercial that we get is is yeah. wonderful, and it it fully highlights why I love Ken. You know, <laughs> he is just the weirdest damn like you know most wholesome demon <laughs> who who'll eat your brains. But you know, yeah. I need I love the family stuff. I I just need Ken to pop up a little bit more. This is yeah. going to be the last time we ever see this actor in this sh- in this series this world right yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. um yeah i like i like the fact that and this is like a thing that like the show does well right because it's like this is like a boring sitcom family like they're like very look like they could be from any sitcom and they're just like the mom is a little sassy where she's like i know you're gonna have that sh- Tease going on, like I know right, what you right. Guys do. It's a very normal conversation amongst right. demons, <laughs> right? And then, like, they're like, "What are they? They're arguing about that." Then the dad is reading the itinerary, and he's like, "Blah blah blah." We'll eat the first husband's brains, then Pictionary, and the one brother's like, "Pictionary, damn." I, but I like that the pause, like, like I Isn't was like, so, "All right, that was so funny. good." Yeah, yeah. That's a, that's. Just I was so like, good. I was like, okay, I, I'll give you that one. That was good. <laughs> It's just cheesy, you know, it's, it's cringe, cringe cheese. And I think it works so well in moments or especially in this show, right? Which is supposed to be a lot more brooding when we have a light moment like that. That is kind of like, leave it to be for cheese. It it works, especially with like a demon subtext. Right. Yeah. (laughs) And I think it sets the stage for like the whole bachelor party. So we get like a really, we get the tone here where it's these demons that are trying and have been trying really hard to like pass in human society. 
but also like mm-hmm. are still demons. And it's very like third rock from the sun. I don't know where like yeah, yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. like kind of got that like jokey humor, but also like they're gonna try to eat Doyle's brain. So yeah, Jim, that's really an accurate comparison. I hadn't yeah, I hadn't that was about that show in a while, but yes, <laughs> yeah, and like for me, that's it's so weird because right, the episode at this point I think probably has like twenty minutes left. And, like, that sets the tone for the rest of the episode. And I do like that tone of, like, we're just a regular boring sitcom family, but also we're demons and also we're going to eat that guy's brains. Yeah. And then the jingle yeah. starts, you know. Da-da-da. Everything's normal, but we're going to eat your brains. Yeah. <laughs> and so we get, like, we cut to the parties and the... Wait. The, oh. We don't just cut to the party. Okay. Doyle walks in and there's a background actor behind him. Who okay. is very handsome, and I think he—it's his show, but that's uh, all he's doing. <laughs> Angle. Like the the whole scene, <laughs> he's just standing <laughs> behind Doyle again. They also walk in like a gay couple, right? Like, oh, they yeah. absolutely do. I'm like, yeah, they're okay. like kind of dressed alike, like, and I mean that's definitely on purpose because they're like broody LA guys, and then these are like sitcommy family, whatever. So they're like you know, got their, like, khakis and stuff, and Doyle and Angel arrive in their black leather jackets, not looking conspicuous at all. And the the family's a little annoyed, right, that he brought a guest, which we will learn why. But they welcome in, and we see Cordy and Harry, like, at the bachelorette party. The bachelorette party's also very boring. It's like, yeah. oh, oh my someone's God. living room? They didn't get anything. They had they had two walls and a buffet table for this scene. <laughs> and no. they were that's all they could use. <laughs> they spent all the money on the fight scenes in the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> on the stoop fight scene. Yeah. <laughs> stoop fight scene. They didn't even have any penis straws. <laughs> yeah, they didn't even have anything like Yeah, what the hell? If we could have seen Angel sipping out of a penis straw out of uh, <laughs> ten out of ten episode. It'd been great. But it'd be in the background on this episode. I know, right? Just a little, just a little out of focus. Him looking a little yeah, sad, little. sipping on a penis straw. If they're trying to pass as, like, white women at a bachelorette party, like, they need penis straws. Yeah. Right? No, this was a wholesome one, okay? This was uh, just cutting a nice, pretty little cake. No, with, that's... Uh, no, because they know. even said, that, like, Wait. let's watch the pornographic... Let's do pornographic <gasps> they do say or whatever that, they don't said. they? That's yeah. so fucking funny. Why didn't we see that? <laughs> we need to see Doris I mean, drawn the, drawn the 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 dick and balls. Doris, <laughs> <laughs> I do. I mean, yeah. So I do like later when Harry's like, "So at that bachelor party," and Doris is like, "They're certainly not going to eat his brains." <laughs> That's me like trying that was, to lie. That would no. I don't even think she was trying to lie. I think she knew what she was doing. She thought it was wrong what they were doing and she was acting <laughs> stupid. She, she came to that bachelor party to cause drama. She said, she I'm going to, I'm going to save Doyle. <laughs> right. Uh-uh. And then, so, cause they've already at that point, like done research, right. And they're like reading, Oh, eating a, eating a, a, some type of, a, some type yeah. of something of the, the ex-husband of a something. Right. Cause well, so um, what happens to lead them to doing the research, Kim? Well, Angel follows a lead. He does some acting and uh, goes up the stairs following two of uh, Richard slash Ken's family dudes. And they are performing some sort of ritual with like fire and blood, which cannot be good. So uh, he decides that he is going to call the ethnodemonologist that he just met and (laughs) get some information on whether or not she knows what they're saying in their language. 
And this right. happens to be Harry, whose bachelorette party Cordy is at, where she's learning stuff about Doyle. Right. And I do like that we, the, the like backstory she gives Doyle feels like the whole thing. I know she's only joking about the we are the world part, but it feels like the whole thing is a joke because she's like, oh, he volunteered at a soup kitchen. Oh, he was a teacher. And it's like, who? Like, who is this? This is what I'm telling about? you is that it sounds like he hired somebody to talk nice about him for an hour. You know? <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, but after Angel sees that guy, he bumps into one of the, I think it's a brother, right? I think they're brothers or whatever. Who, who was actually. Yeah, the they kept like changing what they were, I think. I'm almost positive they, they've all changed they roles just at, all at some point. The same. They were like all the same. Like, yeah. you know, like, it did. As, as it's like, their religion. <laughs> God, Jim. <laughs> so he bumps into one of them. They immediately like kick the shit out of him and throw him out a window. This was so stupid. And- <laughs> <laughs> they were like throwing him into like the 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 cheapest wall they could. Angels acting like he can't get up. They throw him out of a window. I guess they're demons, right? So they could be a little stronger, but right. Yeah. Still, come on, Angel, <laughs> get up. And he lands. He lands right in the fu- on the fucking dumpster. And I'm almost positive when he landed on the dumpster, though, he was like, "I just wanted a personal day today. I <laughs> know. Oh, just stay there. Just just lay. Just He's don't like, get fine. Back up." Don't do it. <laughs> and nobody hears this because they're all distracted by the incredibly corny stripper that is doing yeah. things all over. I don't know what dance she's doing. <laughs> it was yeah, like, awkward. And she did not. I was like, did the WB have like a rule that like you should show sex? You just show, but if it's a stripper, she's got to like be very, very, very tame. Like it, and there's she, a lot of shoulder touching. She made like sexy noises. Like she made like sex noises. <laughs> yeah and so after the the stripper does her dance then like we see richard and doyle having a drink doyle gives him his blessing richard's like hey everybody he gave me his blessing and they put him in this box that looks like a magician's box (laughs) like Alice in wonderland which i've watched a lot right (laughs) (laughs) um Oh, then we see like a family. This is like this is the shit I like, and I I know you said you kind of like this too, Zach. Like when the one family member brings like a, sh- a fork, and the the dad is like, "What is this? This is a shrimp fork. You can't eat it was a, with a shrimp." Yeah, fork. it was a weird like one minute just back and forth about a shrimp fork versus a spoon. You know, it was like a yeah. I think it was one of those things they kind of wanted to do that like that like the family like you know like they wanted to recreate the family scene again. Yeah. You know, be like, yeah. "Yo, we're still trying to be normal, but not." Too normal. <laughs> yeah, he even has a uh, he even has like a lobster bib, right? For like eating yeah. eating yeah. seafood. They're like yeah. apologizing to Doyle about like not being up on human etiquette, right? I don't think they were that bad. I think they were fine. He gave his consent. They were ready to eat the brains. They were going to do it politely. He wasn't going to let everybody eat the brains. It was just him. Just they at Ken. least numbed his brain. Exactly. Yeah. They were like, "Yeah, we don't want you to feel it." <laughs> For whatever reason, they seemed like very like concerned about Doyle's feelings during this whole thing. Like, they were like, I don't know, be, because it's a ritual sacrifice, like he should be okay with it. Like he should be understanding that, like that's their religion, and like of course they're gonna do this, even though we were surprised you by throwing you in this box and telling you we're gonna eat your brains. Like the disconnect there was familiar oh yes. very familiar <laughs> omitting quite a bit of information yeah, yeah. <laughs> but also like you know like it, it, it was funny as funny as something like that can yeah be these days right i because I, yeah i 
like I would have almost enjoyed more of that kind of shit of like them being a dumb sitcom family about <laughs> the demony shit they're doing. Yeah, totally. It'd have been yeah. cool to see like maybe other parts of the ritual too. So like he's like, "You're gonna eat my brains," and they're like, and then somebody else chimes in, "Yeah," and then this happens, and then it like keeps getting worse. <laughs> like a little yeah, setup right? like that, building blocks. Right. I don't know. I think their their family like corny cheesiness was was really the highlight of the episode and it'd have yeah. been better. Yeah. But then we get like what Angel busting through the doors, this whole shot from the uh the opening, which I, do, I literally got so excited. I was like, that's from the credits. Do you think <laughs> that they had that moment in mind for the credits and built a scene around it? Or do you think they just took it from that scene? Because that looked that looks very much like they they somebody envisioned that for the opening credits. Right. Right, and it feels like that's a lot of work for just like a throwaway scene in this episode. Yeah, right. right. Well, I think I think Angel really wanted to was just like I'm a foreground actor now. Give me a scene. Then the indignation that like the the demons are with like you brought a vampire to my brother's bachelor party. Like they, I like how they kind of keep the jokiness going for even though like they yeah get serious and yeah. But no, yeah, I agree. Like. I love that they're like, oh, like that's rude. That's impolite. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> can't believe like you. Trying to fight from the box. Uh, yeah, I, I actually liked the way that shot. It's, it's funny. Zach, do you think they attached a camera to that stupid little box? Of course they did. Uh, they, yeah. yeah, it was very still. Um, but he just looked like you know a little R two D two boop 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 around the, yeah. around the floor. You know, I don't understand how it came unlatched. Did you right? How did it come unlatched? It, it just seems like he bumps it into a table and then it's like bloop and it goes ah, undone. Okay. It doesn't really make sense, but yes, that's yeah. And I this is they do this fight the same way they did the demon nest fight, which I like, where it's just like a giant brawl and like mm-hmm. you just see it all like people are coming in and out of the frame. I like that. Um Doyle finally, I guess we're supposed to this is like almost like Doyle embracing the demonness, I guess, right? Because he puts yeah. on his demon face to fight. Yeah. I like when Harriet runs in and she's like or um, Richard is like, hun bun, this is for guys only. Like, I don't know. I know that's still <laughs> what we were just talking about with like the jokiness, like of them yeah. curious about human, uh, you know, rituals or human practices that are then kind of being overlapped by the demon rituals and stuff. But just like, again, the, the indignation that she would show up to, to save yeah. Doyle to, you know, not respect their culture. I don't know. I felt like they did a really job keeping that going, even though there's this fight scene happening all around them. Yes. And I like that Cordy's the one that yells, like, you're going to eat my friend's brains. Like, she's, like, going to say the thing. And then knocks Doyle out because she doesn't know he's a demon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which, which, to me, it's like, it seemed like he, like, reverted back, though, there. Like, that was, like, bigger, bigger. You know what I mean? Like. What do you mean? He was just like, oh, no, I still want to hide this. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. after, like, he changed back. Like, I was just like, oh, so he's still not fully I actually here. was like, oh, is this the scene where she finds out he's a demon? And then it was like, nope, we still don't. She still doesn't find out. But also, I was like, look, see, you had Cordelia fight here. Like, here she's hitting somebody with a certain yeah, without tray. without hesitation either. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but so I do like that scene. And, like, you know, then Doyle stands up non-demon. And she's like, oh, what, look what they did to you. And, like, basically... Harry calls off the marriage, right? He's very much like, this is my culture. I have to eat his brain. Jim, give us your hot take. My hot take is Harry <laughs> made the right choice, especially because Richard slash Ken's family sucks, not only because they're demons, but because they participate in a patriarchy. And we learn this, especially after Harry gives the ring back and walks away. 
And one of the family members says something like, oh, who wants a wife whose knees only bend one way anyway? And it's like, can we just leave shitty comments like that out of the <laughs> episode? I know it's the late 90s slash early 2000s, but like, come on, y'all. Like, really? <laughs> I just think I, I, I would hope that my significant other would be willing to eat my ex for my hand in marriage. <laughs> <laughs> Zach's Zach's ritual is the new husband has to eat the podcast partner's brain, and Zach do will it, gladly do serve it. my brain. I mean, this is it was a weird right because like they, I think they make the comment that they don't usually marry people who have an ex anyway, and so that's why they're having to do this now. Yeah. I don't know. So it gets like, it gets weird. Yeah. Well, and they also pick and choose which rituals they do and don't do, which Harry points out. Yeah. He's pointing out the hypocrisy here. I- I did like that, that she Mm -hmm. did that. Yeah. She's like, are you kidding me? (laughs) (laughs) Which, like, I mean, that probably was on purpose, right? To be like, this is what people do, like the picking and the choosing. Yes. Mm -hmm. No relevant in 2022. (sighs) Are we in 2022 or 1951? (laughs) I wasn't sure. I don't know, man. I don't know. (laughs) God. And Harriet leaves, right? She's That's the last time she's gone. Yep, she's, she she's gone, gone from I, there. Yeah, no, no exit scene. I honestly thought we were getting her back though because of her and like Cordy doing research together. Yeah, I'm like, yeah this is gonna be a thing. Yeah, it's. I it's, I really thought we were gonna see her again. Right. It's weird that we don't. I wonder if they had kept Doyle around, if she would have been like a, a character that pops in every once in a while. Right. Like when they really need help with yeah. something, like, like you know, a few times a season, not like a main <laughs> character, sense. but like that's that makes total sense. Yeah. And maybe, you know, I, her being an ethnodemonologist could have been like a seed that they planted that because they didn't bring because of Doyle's unfortunate demise at the end of this season, they just like didn't slash couldn't really bring her back in a way that's logical. Hmm. Yeah. Right. Was she an, was she a demonologist or did she have a demon fetish? Cause I got confused for me there. <laughs> I don't know. I think she is after yeah. just a demon. Uh-huh. <laughs> she's a demon it could chaser. be both yeah it could be say? both <laughs> any <laughs> demon any demon i'll do for her so, <laughs> so we cut to the end um because yeah she does not it it's very weird that harriet doesn't get a wrap-up scene it's just her she goes it up with <laughs> her husband like, she's like kyle up. richards running out of that real housewife scene and then she's like we just don't get yeah. her again <laughs> <laughs> but also she has to say Doyle don't say anything and then just walks out oh I do like that <laughs> or like, I'll eat your brains uh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, and so we see that Doyle's like mopey and I do like Cordelia being like we need to cheer him up someone with a heartbeat oh yeah that was All good that was good lines in this little end scene like almost make up for the lack of a you know normal plot in this episode because they're just so good like she's all of her lines, yeah. right? all of her deliveries are good. It's funny. And then we get that like poignant moment or whatever you want to call it. Dramatic moment at the end. I loved this end scene. Yeah, the end scene was good. Yeah, I like that they have at first she's giving him like canned advice, right? She's like, you know, tomorrow's a new day, blah, 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 blah. And this is what we love about Cordelia, right? She recognizes she's delivering canned advice and it's not working. So she sits down mm-hmm. next to him and she gives him real advice. And she's like, you know... Nice guys don't always finish last, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like your yours will come. And he kind of looks at her and then she delivers that really iconic Cordelia quote that I feel like people use online a lot where her saying, I think it, I say it, that's my way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it's, true. It's just like, oh, I love you. Yeah. Like I love, that's such a good Cordelia line and like very her, right? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I it, w- it was so familiar and so her. And her, like, yeah. her through line throughout her entire arc over two different 
television shows. Like that's, those are her lines. Like that's who she is. Mm -hmm. And that's why we love her. And then we get a a very weird thing at the end. Uh, Jason, what is it? (laughs) The the little little vision. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I'm surprised after the vision, he wasn't like, oh, was that your uh, old squeeze I just saw? (laughs) She like Irish accents? (laughs) I remember that seeing this for the first time. I remember seeing this for the first time. And I was like, oh, and I got so excited because I knew, you know, what was coming. Like, you know, Mm. because you see Buffy fighting. Yeah. It looks like vampires, like, so. It's weird, right? It's very weird that, like, that is a setup because, like, I like Pangs. It's problematic, but I do enjoy it. It's like a lighthearted, funny episode, and it feels like, I mean, Angel doesn't do anything, right? Like, he kind of saves, like, Anya and Willow, not Buffy. Like, Buffy's fine. I think they were trying to force a crossover, maybe. And especially they were like, after this episode they that they did, they were like, you know what? We need to add something to the end of the episodes and people are going to come back because I don't know if people are coming back after that episode. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's just weird that they only did like crossovers, like mostly this, like Buffy's in two episodes this season and then we never see her again on the show. Yeah. And it's just weird that like, that's what they picked as a crossover. But I think they probably in their brains, they were in like the writer's room. They're like, oh, we'll do a lot of these so we can do them for like less like episodes that aren't as big we can do them like a little fun crossover because also every other vision doyle has is like local in la Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and this one yeah so like why did you right like yeah he's like oh this one's a few towns over um which then leads you know angel goes to town for pangs blah 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 buffy's first and only thanksgiving episode um and uh yeah that puts us at i will say i told everyone at the top of this i was like let's we'll make this a shorter one and now we have finished even faster than i thought we would <laughs> it is a short episode it's 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 a nice and sweet it, it episode really it's, is. Not, it's not a bad episode it's fine it's perfectly fine and it it really just felt like a an episode to set up cordy and, and doyle's relationship a little bit more to kind of I don't know, give Doyle a little bit more of a backstory, you know, show don't tell. And then, uh, mm. you know, what's next on, on Glee or however you say it. You know? <laughs> so, yeah. All right. Favorite scene, Jason. Oh, fav- <laughs> I actually really enjoyed the bar fight, honestly. Okay. I thought the bar fight, like the, the because you were talking about the nest earlier, the mm. vampire nest. It was decent, but it still seemed a little slow. But the I, I did really like the bar fight scene. Honestly, I, I would say yeah. I, I, it does feel like it's like a bunch of people piling on top of Angel, and I do like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do like that kind of yeah. style there. Uh, Zach, uh, absolutely the KFC commercial. I thought it was so good. We need we need <laughs> yes, more yes. more more Ken, please. You know, I just love that <laughs> that especially when everything's so serious. I think bringing Ken in, yeah, it's just you know. He's just fucking ridiculous, and we all know he's evil, and he even reads evil, but, like, he's evil in that, you know, Mormon pastor kind of way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Zach and I recorded for My Bloody Judy, and we, like, said the, the well, whatever, it's not a spoiler, because this episode's coming out, like, a month after, um, that the killer from Black Phone, like, talked like a youth pastor, and that's, yeah. <laughs> I feel like that relates here. <laughs> and just, they do, they do a really good job bringing in the Ted type of character, you know? Yeah. And I always think it works well when they, when they do bring that that type of character in yeah yeah who like can be funny but also like will eat you um, yeah with a smile on us whatever 
Yeah, yeah. But not with a shrimp fork, though. <laughs> not, not with, with a shrimp, shrimp fork. fork. No, no. It's got to be that spoon. goddamn shrimp fork out of here. Uh, Kim, what was your favorite scene? Speaking of shrimp forks, I think my favorite scene was the whole time Doyle's in the box. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> yes. I did. I, yeah, I think, like, for me, it's, like, all the bachelor bachelor party stuff once Doyle's in the box. Like, I like them arguing over the the shrimp fork i like doyle kind of like trying to help fight while in a box and like maneuvering around the fight um yeah all that is like very much my shit favorite outfit kim cordy wears this blue dress to the bachelorette party Ah. i like that one yes Kim, I love that you picked that because that's exactly what I picked too. Because it looked that color looks really good on her, it's right? Good on her, it's such a good color and it's exceptionally good on her. Yeah, yeah, Zach. I'm gonna go with the same thing. If when in doubt, pick a cordy fit. <laughs> I feel like it's always a cordy. Like that's what we're always picking. But usually, a cordy fit, a cordy yeah. hairstyle. You know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jason. All right. See, you know what? I was I was sold on Doyle's fit. Um, in the in the beginning. Okay, because you know Doyle, Doyle has just some, and I and and the thing is, Kim sold me even more because that's exactly why it's it's this man Doyle is about to go to a ska show, <laughs> <laughs> and this is exactly the fit he he would wear. He's in about fact, to... he might he might be in the band. I don't know. <laughs> steal the vamp shoes before he gets dusted so that he can wear the pussy <laughs> mustard plug. Yeah. Yes. 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 <laughs> But yeah, so that that because that shirt, I don't know what it is. Like, I'm I, I might have worn that before. I don't know. Yeah, you might have. Do- Doyle's going to the ska show, and Jason's going to be like, Ian, you should hook up with that guy at the ska show. <laughs> and then I, I'm going to have a crush on him too. Yeah. <laughs> and then maybe we'll both kiss him, Jim. That's not unheard of for us. <laughs> it is not. <laughs> um, what grade do we give this episode, Zachary? Uh, I'll just do a solid B. I think that's all right. All right. That's fair. Uh, Jason? I was going to I was gonna give this a C, but I think I'm going to go B minus now because of talking this through, there were good little moments in here that kind of like, like that, that, that <laughs> KFC scene. It was, it, that's what we're going to call it. But the fights were still good. Cordy's lines were good. Some of the deliveries were, were great. So I'll, I'll bring it up to a B minus. It went from two minutes to three. I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Kim? All right, yeah. I, I'm with Zach. I give it a solid B. And uh, same thing. I also give it a B. We're nice. Like, look at that. I thought I thought Zach and Jason were going to have like D minus on their grades. <laughs> I was C. I was, I was coming in with a C for sure. Ah, yeah. I think I, I like, I, I had B when I, when I finished the episode, and I think I, after talking it through, I think I, I'm, I'm good with that. The reason I like this more than like the others is because I felt like at least the central plot was formed around one of our main characters, and that immediately is more interesting than when the plot. I mean, we still get Harry, who's a character we'll never see again, but like that makes it slightly more interesting for me than it is when it's just like Angel saves, you know, nondescript blonde woman who's going oh, through that's... some problems. You know, like I, that's more boring because it's like, this is, the characters are never going to talk about this again. This does not affect any of them. So I think that's why, like, for me, I like this a little bit more. Well, then I have a question for the, for the, for the room. Um, Do you think Angel not having, you know, sort of a more primary role in this episode hurt it? No. No. No, I feel like this is- You don't is, think he, he needed any more? No, this is Doyle's episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's all about, I mean, we learn all about him and he has some character development in it. So I think it's fine that Angel is taking a, a backseat in this episode for sure. Okay. Yeah. I'd agree with that. Um, 
did it did that bother you, Zach? I, well, I'm, I'm thinking on it now, and I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I don't know yet. Because like, I almost feel like sometimes we concentrate too much on Angel, and I'm like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm I'm not like I feel like this watch. I've been more charmed by Doyle than I normally am, and he's at least uh, more fun. He's yeah. like, you know, doesn't take himself too seriously, whatever. So like him and Cordelia, like very much in these early episodes needed more screen time because like, you know, there's some episodes where it's like, eh, Cordy Doyle, go hide out at home. I'm going to find out what's going on. And then it's just like, we cut to some scenes of them looking at books. So I was glad that like, while Cordelia still got that, Doyle didn't in this episode. Yeah. I mean, it just, there's, there's something missing in it that like makes the episode more exciting, right? Like that exciting mm-hmm. factor is kind of missing from it, I guess, mm-hmm, where, mm-hmm, you know, when mm-hmm. you get a, when you get a, a singular Cordy episode, you know, you could have her running around the room screaming at, you know, the walls and it's just her there, <laughs> you know, and it's super exciting to watch, but this was just, it was lacking something, something that yeah. would give it that it factor. Yeah. I, I mean, I think. Honestly, a lot of these early episodes are lacking mm-hmm. yeah. stuff. I It's very weird because they really were finding, you know, I feel like a lot of people will say like, oh, the, you know, the pilot episode of this show isn't that good. But then you you go like this takes the whole first season to figure out what the fuck it oh, is. Oh, it definitely does. Yeah. You know, like I, I feel like most of these episodes, the, the times that they shine most are like, you know, when Faith's in town and that's, we're bringing in Buffy character and like Wesley's already there at that point. Like that's mm-hmm. immediately more fun and more interesting. I think the show maybe tried a little too hard to distance itself so much from Buffy that it tried to like tell the stories so differently and it didn't need to, yes, we can have new characters unrelated to Buffy, but we didn't need to like tell the stories so differently that everything was like a one-off. Yeah. And I think that's what they were trying to do here. And then they realized that didn't quite work. Okay. Thank you all for joining me. Um, thank you all for listening. If you like SlayerFest98, you can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. Um, you can find us on social media at SlayerFestX98. You can support us on Patreon, uh, where you get access to all our bonus episodes. We've covered all of Firefly over there. We're halfway through Harley Quinn Season 2 and halfway through What If Season 1. Um, might be done one of those by the time this episode goes out and uh any and all support is much appreciated if you want to find me on social media i am at ian x carlos jason where can everyone find you uh my name is jason sully s-u-l-l-i and you can find me on twitch twitter youtube tiktok i don't know wherever (laughs) you know whatever uh jim where can everyone find you i'm on twitter at kim and joe south and zachary where can everyone find you well, I have a podcast with this this here co-host, Ian Carlos Crawford. <laughs> we do a, a horror movie podcast called My Bloody Judy. We're going to be – oh, goodness. Yeah, I, your, your whole episode schedule is throwing me off because you're recording so far in advance now. Um, <laughs> by the time this airs, we will have already had our Black Phone episode out. And then you can also search me a podcast I have with my husband called Coffee and Tequila. Uh, although I will say this is this episode will air as we're in the middle of our Summer of Sarah Michelle Geller over at ah, My Bloody Judy. There you go. Yeah. Which episode do you think will will be there? Which episodes uh, we will have, will have been done? Our grudge episode will be airing in two days after this episode airs. I, how you get them that schedule like all all situated like that? That's amazing. <laughs> amazing. <laughs> For the disorganized faggot, I seem like I'm like pretty good once it's on a calendar. I'm pretty impressed with you, honestly. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, we will see you all next time. Bye, Bye everyone.